Hey guys, what's up? This is Editing JE. Just wanted to post a little disclaimer before we jumped into this week's episode. So you may notice that the episode sounds a little bit off, or the audio might sound a little bit different as compared to previous episodes. Uh, the reason for it being we had to record this particular episode separately, just due to everyone's varying work and life schedules. So Andre and I recorded one session, and then separately, Ashley, Juan, and myself recorded again. So there might be some points in this episode that I end up repeating myself, or you might just hear certain things referenced from other sessions here and there. I just wanted to post a disclaimer so nobody was confused (laughs) jumping into this week's episode. Uh, But that's the only disclaimer I got. So without further ado, let's just jump right in. People try to come for me, but let it be known, I'm not the one. I'm the only one. I'm like a subpoena. You may not want it, but either way, honey, you're getting served. Tagline? I don't need a tagline. Y'all know who it is. It's Ashley. (laughs) I'm so sorry, but I just realized I don't like you. It's J.E. Welcome to the Spread Podcast. All right. Hey, guys. What's up? Welcome back to the Spread Podcast. Today is uh, its a little unorthodox. So we got four of us here today, technically. Um, we got Ashley, Juan, Andre, and myself. Andre could not actually join us physically for this part of the podcast. So we filmed um, his section solo. So I'll try to I'll, I'll kind of have to figure out how I'm going to edit all this together, but we did all want to discuss this particular topic that we have today. It is on a broad spectrum of the idea of friendship, I guess we could put it that way, um, but we'll get into that a little bit later. For now, we're going to start like we always do um, with a little bit of a check-in. So how has the week been for everybody? What's everyone been up to? Well, a- Andre's here astrally, just everybody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on ass. No. <laughs> uh, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, not a lot to really talk about, um, but uh, my promotion. Ooh. Um, I know what I talked about that way back in like June um, before mm. we even started the podcast. Just like she wanted to have a conversation with me. And then mm-hmm. it almost never happened. But all in all, it's a good thing. Um, it's clear what I will be doing um, in my mm-hmm. new role and what my potential next steps are. So it's it's worth the wait. And our company is growing and changing. So all right, well, congratulations. That's awesome. That's major. Yeah, it is. Um, and fingers crossed. You know, by this time next year, I will have another promotion or be on the cusp of it because. Um, we're building a new building, uh, so they're going to be looking for a property manager and an assistant property manager. And then hopefully by the time this new building is ready to be managed, they'll just move us over there as a already built-in team. Mm, all right. Excellent. That's what I like more to hear. More problems. Yes. Period. <laughs> I mean, hey, at least you got more money. Um, right, aside from that, um, an interesting tidbit. Um, I know I mentioned it briefly in chat, but... My has been listening to the podcast. Uh-huh. You know, luckily, you know, we haven't really said anything super vulgar or, you know, mm. provocative and spicy, but right. I'm the only person that has to answer <laughs> to my mom, and I'm her oldest mm. child, so, you know, it is what it is. 
I was just going to say, nothing in my life is going to change. So, hey, yeah, Andre's mom, how you doing? <laughs> uh, she did say that you, I don't know if it was like silently or maybe it was like how you spoke or what you spoke about, but she did say you reminded her of, and I quote, uh, the gay guy from Mean Girls. And I had to <laughs> kind of figure out if she meant Damien, like the gay one in the movie, or or in yeah, real life, since majority right. of the men from Mean Girls are gay in real life. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, hey, I, well, a spade is a spade. <laughs> Um, well, I'm doing I'm doing okay. I just recently started a new job. Um, last no, this week, uh, my fourth day, and it's kind of like you know kicking my ass in terms of the length of hours. I guess I, I haven't been used to the structure of of having a schedule because I've I worked for myself for quite some time. Right. Um, now that I have it, it's sort of like, oh, okay, well, I guess I have, I can't be late, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. but it's, it's been, it's been tiring, but it's good kind of tired. You know, I feel very fulfilled, like after the fact, you know, so it's mm-hmm. not like I'm dreading like, oh my God, I'm here. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, great. I've been great. How about you, Ashley? Um, pretty good. I had a interview on Thursday with uh, oh. ms oh. um, yeah and i i mean it was a great interview i felt so relaxed very comfortable um and i'm waiting to hear from them i'll hear back this week so i can't even I, you know i usually hate mondays but i'm actually excited for a monday to come really really quickly so i can know if i got the position or not yeah manifesting it for you yeah, I, I hope so. This process has been very long, but yeah, yeah. so we'll see. Hell yeah. By the way, you guys, um, if y'all hear a bunch of like commotions, like cop cars, like I am filming this in public, so you, y'all can blame me. You can, you can send complaints to management at P.O. Box. I don't give a fuck. Not P.O. Box. <laughs> you can send the complaints to the creative director. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. This week, I mean, <clears throat> in general, this week is like a lot of the other weeks. Like, a lot of hours, kind of tired, but yeah. in general, pretty fulfilling. I got got this new desk from Ikea, so the sound oh. might be a little bit different. Yeah. I love going to Ikea. That's probably my favorite store on this goddamn planet. Really? So... Do you like their meatballs? I can't have them because I don't oh, eat meat. Why? I don't oh, eat meat. But, oh, okay. <laughs> but I do I do like, I don't know. I just love going and looking at what my future home might look like, like the kitchen, the bedrooms. Yeah. Like I love the setups and stuff. But yeah, and I also love that you get to put together most of the stuff yourself. So I, I got the desk, I put it together, and, and there's a place for everything. And I... Anybody who knows me knows everything about me is organized chaos. So right. my desk yeah. is like completely immaculate. See, like I can't be doing the whole like building your own stuff like that. Oh. You know, IKEA lost me on that one. Oh no, no. it's I fun. Love, I it's love fulfilling. it. Exactly. I don't know who these people are. I can't. <laughs> oh you don't. You just don't do manual labor. That's okay. <laughs> but but wait, they they serve meatballs. Yeah, the Swedish meatballs. Yeah. At, at, really. That's yeah. sort of their their, um, their signature. Mm. Really, I've it's never hot. I've never heard that before. Yeah, it's we're a, gonna it's... have to we're gonna have to go to IKEA next time. I, actually, when yeah. I, when I visit. yeah, 
That's what? a big thing. Yeah, because they have that food court, and then it, it's oh, yeah. It's I don't know court. why. I don't know why it's the, their thing, but I like, if they even have one in New York, I'm probably not. We don't have. Food. Probably not. That's probably why you haven't heard of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh wait, yeah. they do. Yeah. In actually, actually, in the spirit of um, oh, Queens, we're not uh, going there. Of uh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> in the spirit of you having to build things, you actually have to cook your own meatballs over there too. Right, exactly. You have to kill the cow and then yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> or whatever meatballs are made of. Um, but yeah, other than that, not too much to report. Okay, that's good. Uh, this is not a bad yeah. one. Right. No, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, what was that saying? Sometimes we need those mundane days. Exactly. Mm -hmm. to get, uh, appreciate, you know, those days that are not, that are a bit more eventful. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Now that we've talked about everybody's, um, what everybody has been doing, let me segue quickly into the topic of friendship, which I know some of y'all uh, have a lot of friends. Some of y'all have, you know, fake people in your life. That's okay. Uh, yep. <laughs> the question is, you know, how, what is your longest standing friendship? Like the, you have a friend that you've been friends with for 10, 20 years. Like what's, what's the longest friendship you've had so far? So far, the longest standing friendship, um, we've known each other for 12 years and we've been friends for 10 like good good friends for 10 shout out to you that's ziamara my bestie my best friend she we we got to know each other from uh, literally our first conversation was raking leaves and discussing teen titans uh this is oh, wow. yeah we were just talking about our favorite cartoon characters it was me ziamara and some white boy i don't know um but <laughs> yeah we were all raking leaves trying to prepare the high school campus for this campus-wide event so yeah we just started talking about teen titans randomly and then a couple years, or actually the next year, we started working together in the kitchen at our, at our high school during the summer programs. Um, and we just kind of like got together, goofed around and made food. And it was really cool. Like it was a really good bonding experience. And then we've been friends ever since. We didn't go to the same colleges or anything like that. She's currently busy as hell in graduate school and I'm busy with my work and all that. But it's the type of friendship where like months could go by between the time when we actually see each other but then when we see each other in person, it's like no time has passed. So exactly. That, it, it, yeah, that indicates yeah. to me that she's she's here for the long haul. So yeah, love you, Z. Longest friendship would have to be, what year is it? Eight, nine, 10, 11. Okay, so about eight years. My friend uh -huh. from um, my old job, my from, church. From work? Yeah, okay. no, no, no. no. Wait, 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 no, no, no. It's, it's from, from church. It's not like it's okay. from church job, mm -hmm. I guess. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we just bonded so quickly. And like to this day, you know, we, we talk on the phone and we haven't hung out in a while though. I gotta, uh, gotta fix that. But like, I can tell her anything mm -hmm. and she could tell me anything. Like she, I told her, I've never told anybody like for a long time that I was into girls and she kind of figured it out and I didn't feel yeah. judged or anything. Cause you know, it's a Christian church, but yeah, I just, did, I never felt judged by her. And I, I really appreciate it. So shout out to Kira. I love you so much. Aww. Hi, Kira. Hi, Kira. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. For me, well, um, my best friend, uh, or one of my best friends, I'm a Libra, so I have a lot of best friends. I call everybody <laughs> my best friend, mm -hmm. even though like we're, we, we don't act like it. But um, 
my my best friend from high school. Uh, his name is Nico. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been friends since 2006. So what is that? 2006. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. 15 years we've been friends. Wow, we're old. Um, we kind of sort of experience, you know, like growing up together. Um, yeah. He's in Boston right now, so don't hook up with him, John. Don't do it. Don't do don't it. Don't tell me what to do, first don't, of all. Do <laughs> yeah, he is in Boston. Um, he is uh, going to be back here in December, so hopefully we get to hang out. Um, you know, it's, 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 I have a lot of friends that I've been friends with them for like 12 years, 13 years, but You know, we're all sort of like that's our core friend group. So mm-hmm. we're we've still all stayed like the same, kind of mm-hmm. like what Ashley and Je said that yeah. we sometimes don't get to see each other, but when we do, it's sort of like back to usual, and we're not, you know, it's not weird. It's not like oh, you know, like, what are you doing now? Like you know, it's mm-hmm. like it, it doesn't matter because we've moved past those surface level questions. Like some of them, I don't even know what the fuck they do now. But it doesn't even matter because that's no longer our our relationship. You know, we're past that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Andre, what is your longest standing friendship? How long has your longest friendship been? Technically, I'm still friends with someone that's friends with in like third grade. Um, oh wow! I mean, we're not like super super close because you know you get older. Aside from that. Uh, High school, college—that's where my next okay. longest friendships will stem from. Um, okay. I'm still mutual friends with a bunch of people, but closer friendships are like high school, college. Um, I had a friend mm-hmm. named Shanika that I'm still friends with today, but she lives in Houston. And in college, like ten <laughs> plus years ago now, and I'm still mm-hmm. friends with a lot of those people. Um, they're getting married, having babies, and whatnot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, Damn. Actually, I actually was speaking to my friend Amanda. She lives in Scotland, and I guess it had just dawned on her that we've been friends for over 10 years. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. That's that's a really I don't know. It's a long time when you think about it retrospective in the yeah, retrospect, but in general, 10 years is not that long in someone's lifetime. And but right, right. The older I get, I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Right now, 10 years is essentially like one third of my life. That seems like right, but mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, Betty White's age one day. This could be mm-hmm. like a, a blur. These 10 years could be like, yeah, I better remember that. Exactly. No, it's so weird to think about because I mean, it's it's similar to the friendships that you, I guess you had when you were younger, and you're like, I don't know, maybe you're really good friends with somebody in in elementary school, and now you're not so much anymore, and that piece of your life feels like a blur. So- Absolutely. Um, how did y'all maintain those long friendships? Because you know, like fifteen years, twelve years, eight years, those are all long friendships. So how did you guys do it? Uh, That's a really re- good question. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about, and I mean, this is just how it is with anything. But like, communication and mutual understanding. Like, you really have to. At least between me and my best friend, we we just really we get each other very easily, and it's because of that that we don't have a difficult time. Mm-hmm. Communicating certain things. Obviously, we have disagreements and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I think the main thing is we don't let things fester for long at all. Like we usually just, if something bothers us, or if like she notices something that I do, or I notice something that she does. I mean, I'm getting a little bit better about it, but she's very quick to being like, "Hey, can we just talk about this real quick?" And mm-hmm. it's and then it's over and yeah. done with. So like, we usually just do our best to 
communicate what we need and what we want because i mean how else is anything going to be solved between the two of us even if we're not like fighting or whatever which we never do yeah. it's just you know we always have to have a mutual understanding that if we're if not if we're going to maintain things because like we don't live close to each other we live i live maybe an hour from her maybe an hour and a half which to not everybody is you know very close or far but to me, it's it's a bit of a drive to be like, okay, I have to drive a half an hour and a half to go see my friends. So that's, we don't that's physically. That's the next see block in LA. <laughs> yeah, an hour away is the next block. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, you know, I just I just don't. We don't see each other that often, so we have to put even more effort into, you know, making sure that we communicate long distance um, in the meantime. Yeah. So that I think that's how we've maintained things for so long, and we just. We just have a good time with each other. I don't know. Nothing it, Nothing feels like pulling teeth, which is good. Right. Mm -hmm. What about you, Ed? Basically the same thing. And I'll, I would add honesty as well. Mm. You have to be really, really honest in times. And I'll, it is hard, but I'd rather be honest than not. So, again, if something is wrong, I'm going to say it. If, you know, same thing with her. Like, if, you know, I did something that wasn't cool, she'll tell me about it. And then that's the end of that. Like, it's it's so easy. I don't know. Sometimes with people, it's just, it's easy. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but. That's a good thing. Yeah, though. chemistry. I, I don't know. Uh, that is an interesting question. In general, uh, and then as you get older, you know, ties different friendships. Um, thankfully for my generation, we have social media. Shut mm. my face and everything back in the day. That was like <laughs> the original. That was the beginning of getting friendships from middle school and elementary people who I away from and that mm -hmm. kind of continues today that's what so many people is social media I we probably have talks via DM or something like that mm -hmm. uh, but as far as like my friendship right now and how I'm maintaining that that that's been a struggle, especially with the pandemic. You know, you don't get to hang out with people as much, even if you're in the same city. Um, mm. Just people who are close friends that could be better at being close friends. So that's mm. like a tricky subject where we're not like, sure, we should be. That's my close friend, like a good relationship. But it it has its downfalls at this particular moment. And mm. there's some work that needs to be done. And you just gotta figure out what, what work are you willing to put in to maintain that friendship. Right. Whatever work you put into it, it I guess it should feel even, right? Like you should want both sides to be put in. That's essentially the issue is some point yeah. to where I feel I put in more effort to maintain it. Mm -hmm. I, I guess I don't really put in a lot of effort to maintain my other friendships. It is kind of like flow and we just kind of like talk here and there and, you know, we hang out. Um, mm -hmm. So I guess that could be something I have to evaluate. Like why is mm -hmm. it more work? Is it mm -hmm. worth all the work? Or I think I told someone else this. As long as I know where I stand, then I don't have an issue. Yeah, it's tricky. If you yeah. don't know where you stand. You, you can think that you're a best friend and then you don't really act as someone's best friend and they don't act as your best friend. It's yeah. yeah, it's a lot of work that needs to be done, especially since we're older. You know, I think of friendships as kind of like in middle school, high school, kind of in the same place a lot of the time. And then you have mm -hmm. work friends who you literally work together for a few months, a few years. 
then you move on to a new job and then you don't see them as much because you're not with them every day. So without that thing that's holding you together, you have to put in more effort to maintain that friendship. Right. Um, which is interesting because the friendship that I'm speaking of, I won't name names, but um, in the beginning, we did not work together. We friends to a friend that we were trying to become friends. And now we actually do work together. You know, if you know me, you know who this is already. Um, mm-hmm. But that's the friendship that I struck with the most. Because it feels like, sure, we see each other every day, but we don't really at work. We don't really hang out outside of work. But they do hang out with other mutual friends all together, you know, without me, mm-hmm. which I won't get too much into because mm-hmm. you know, time. That's yeah, that's a whole that's a whole subject in and of itself. Um, but you you made a very salient point that like you just you have to when you're younger, you're put in situations where you are e- more easily able to make friends. But to make friends as an adult and make really strong friends as like a you know, 20 to 30 to well and beyond, it just gets harder and harder because you're in less situations where like maybe you go and you have work friends, but those are your work friends. It's like, who are the friends that you can call at 3 a.m. with an issue? You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Um, and then there's so much that passes time-wise that like, like you were saying, like it, how often you see the person does or doesn't really matter depending on how strong the friendship is because, you know, you could... You could not see somebody for months to a year physically, maybe talk every now and then, but then when you actually see them, it, it can feel as if time hasn't passed at all. So yeah. I feel like those are more meaningful friendships that are maintained well and maybe require less maintenance. So how much effort you put into it is sort of, it kind of depicts how the friendship is. And then it can also make the effort that you put into it not have to be all that much either. Right. Like you don't have to do sometimes in some certain friendships, you don't have to do a whole lot to un, to have a mutual understanding that, hey, we these are our values that we share and this is what's keeping us together. And you just have that understanding. So be on the lookout for for friendship vampires, I guess. People who take too much friendship out of you. Interesting. I feel like the mm. emotional vampires, but I guess like mm-hmm. I mean that's kind of the same thing, but specific mm. vampires, like literally. Mm-hmm. Like it takes up your energy to sort of maintain it. Yeah. Oof. They have that, that charm, uh, glamour, mm-hmm. if you will, depending on which vampire franchise you watch or read. <laughs> have read. Uh, they glamour you. They're someone you are enamored by. You want to be around them. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they do utilize you to themselves. Like to benefit themselves. And they yeah. suck your energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be on the lookout. Be on the way. Be aware of things like that because it can show you which friendships are worth keeping and which friendships you may need to move on from. Um, mm-hmm. Just because that's it's an important thing to realize how strong friendships you have or how strong your friendships are with people. But some friendships with that added space and time as you grow and mature and your values change, they do also kind of drift away. Juan, how about yourself? Especially considering the fact that you both live like across the yeah, yeah. Well, I think it has a lot to do with you know. It's also also the same thing as you guys, but I also want to add that like, um, I think because we sort of all grew up and matured together, mm-hmm. and that we all have seen each other's worst. Mm-hmm. So like any any little thing that happens now within my friend group is no longer a big thing because we know like we're we're each of us have uh, have 
what each of us have been through as people and like what what um growing pains we've all had we've all experienced so it's no longer like a thing for us that if there's any disagreement to to let it a like the what you said Jay, to faster or to it's sort of like okay well it's really not a big deal like it, nothing to us is a huge deal anymore because we've been through the worst together they've right. seen me at my worst they've seen me at my best i've seen them at their worst i've seen them at their best so it's no longer this thing where it's like you know oh i feel hurt by you i feel shafted by you because we know at the end of the day we're now we're past that point of just being friends we're now like family you know so it's mm-hmm. not like no matter how how far away we live from each other or like how often i see them having said that you know those are all like really great 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 examples and like all lovey-dovey but let's sort of like move on to the other end of the spectrum um are there any friendships that you guys uh have had that you've had to move on move on from or completely say hey this is not working or this is not for me Yep. Yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> so I, I had this friend because oof I had this friend in college. Not that oof. Because it's just it, 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 it actually irritates me even thinking of her. But anyway, oh, wow. so yeah. So we met in um college and we just became instant friends. Like I you know, I trusted her. Yeah, she she was a great, great person. And that by the way, she's white. Okay, fine. Yep. Okay. The worst. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So this, so this is what happened. So the election came up, right? O- Obama was elected. And her response was very, very negative. Like she wouldn't call him by his name. Like she would call him like Obummer or something. Like it was just very, I think, very like disrespectful. And at the time I was 18. So I wasn't sure if it was racist or not. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, at that age, you're... You're young, so you're not really was sure. Was she a big, like, who was running against Obama? M- McCain. Like McCain. Yeah. yeah. So Wait, it's was like, she Republican? She, uh, she was. I, I didn't figure that out until she made okay. all those comments. Okay. Right. So I was like, uh, okay. So then, of course, I just kind of let that go. So after that, she, she, of course, left the college because blah, blah, blah. And we still stayed in touch. And then it came on to um, the 2016 election. And she oh. decided to vote for Trump. I so I saw it on her Facebook. I didn't say anything to her. I didn't say why. I didn't say anything. I immediately blocked her on all platforms, and I have never. I haven't talked to her since. That was what five, six years ago. Yeah, that was the end of that. I have nothing to say to you. Like, are you? Yeah. Forget, you're, I'm black. Do you really? I mean, why would that means you don't care about me? Exactly. So, exactly. Simple as that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and you were also 18. Sometimes when we're that age, like we think that like, oh, this is just because we have so many things in common with somebody. At the end of the day, sometimes, you know, our values or like our core values, like beyond surface level, like we don't share that with people. Yeah. And then then even at that age, you're you're developing your values. Yeah. And it's just, I'm like, this is what you believe in? Obviously, McCain was better than Trump, but like not by much. I don't know. Was he though? I mean <laughs> from space value, sure. Yeah, from, but yeah. That's another topic that we for, can for discuss. Day. Right. Yep. Right, but good for good for you for good for you for having that boundary and that yeah. sense of yeah. wherewithal to be like you know what this actually isn't something that I need to be yeah. entertaining anymore. Yeah, because yeah. there are a lot of people that will continue to entertain it 
even yeah. with like the negative, they'll still want people to be in their circle just because they're friends for a certain amount of time. And it's like, no, you, you don't have to do that. It's not worth it. No, so. absolutely not. So, I mean, have you ever had any friendships that you personally have needed to move on from? Like consciously you've made that decision to really distance yourself from that person. Has that ever happened to you? Absolutely. But before <laughs> I get into that, just, just to kind of paint a picture of friendship. Like I said, I have a lot of friends. I've been told I have so many people from literally elementary school. So I know um, at the end of 2019, I kind of made a list of all the people that I would like to reconnect with or like connect with more. Mm. Uh, but of course, you know, the pandemic happened and so people weren't traveling and going anywhere. But I feel like I made a good dent in that list. And that's one of the tools that I started to use now that, you know, there are barriers in place that are keeping us from interacting and being with each other. So I definitely put in effort to maintain some of my friendships. Now, with mm-hmm. that being said, I am also a person that, you know, has cut off their own father um, when I was like 12. Um, don't really speak to my grandparents either. Just, you know, if it's not benefiting me, Ooh, that comes out rough. If it's not, <laughs> what, what is the word I want to use? I don't want to say benefiting because, you know, if it's not healthy, serving you, healthy, like healthy. There healthy. we go. <laughs> <If> it's not <laughs> for me, then I must evaluate and cut it off. Mm-hmm. And so some of those friendships, you may notice for yourself or whoever's listening, you don't really have to do much to cut them off. It kind of sometimes can't just follow its course and then you just kind of mutually drift and not really interact anymore. Mm-hmm. But some people, yeah, there has to be like a hard stop. Yeah. A hard stop where you just kind of notice their behaviors that make you uncomfortable and you just kind of have to go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think, I can't think of anyone in particular other than. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Okay. And in, in that, even in that situation, like I said, I saw it. I saw the end of it way before it ended. Right. Um, and I, I didn't know. I did reach out to you and talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, those are the, again, those are the kind of friendships where I'm like, I already can feel that this may not. So that's where I'm either trying to work at why I feel that way to make it better or tell myself it's not the case. Maybe it's just me. Mm-hmm. And then eventually going, no, this is the situation. <laughs> so we need to like, just go ahead and cut ties now. Right. Because again, it's it's taking up your energy. Like you don't need that energy. You you need that energy for to be spread more amongst your other friendships that maybe don't, mm-hmm. you know, you, you don't deserve to take on a lot of negative energy and connotations from people. And it's okay to cut people off so yeah absolutely I've, I've, been, I've been cut off like i don't necessarily cut people off like frequently it just drift mm-hmm. away is more so what happens yeah and, and i think that that's usually that's I usually have, what happens i have been cut off for the most minute of things there was oh. this girl that literally um she was having a party and an, another one of my friends who she did not know was also having a you know a get-together now, this is where the priorities come in. So my friend who was having a party, I had grown closer with since I'd moved to Austin. 
she herself had just moved to Austin and was having like a get together. And so I drove our mutual friends there, spent a little time, left to go back to my friend's party. Mm-hmm. She was so pissed. Oh. But one of my friends that I dropped off is the reason that I even know her in the first place. And she was one of those friends that's kind of like, oh, she's kind of annoying. I don't but we're all having the same best friend. We're all in the same places. So, you know, we're trying to make it work. Mm-hmm. That lasted up until that day to where she literally stopped talking to me and never invited me anywhere ever again. I did. I didn't. I was not moved. Was not mm-hmm. pressed. I'm like, oh, anyways. And we go on my life. <laughs> and I heard stories about her still being a shitty friend. So mm-hmm. I'm not at all missing out on that. <laughs> Well, that's good. I guess so. It was a mutual understanding. Yeah. Good. Yeah. The drifting apart is it's usually how most friendships end that, you know, needed to end. You kind of just come to that mutual distancing, I suppose, a metaphorical social distancing. <laughs> but yeah, the hard stop, the hard cutoff is like, it, in some ways it's helpful because it's like it, it closes the door and then it locks it usually, which, know, which can be... Um... In college, actually, more shy um, and, you know, uh, uh, emerging young homosexual amongst a <laughs> bunch of girls. Because that's what my core friend group was initially in college. And on like a trip together. And that's where you kind of learn as fun as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> now you're stuck with people. You can't just like get up and leave. Like you can't right. in the dorms or whatever. And yeah, so the one like the first issue Second night, another friend had an issue. So then it became like two against two. Hmm. The interesting thing is one of the people um, that I had an issue with during that trip, um, she um, helped make party favors for my birthday party this summer. She drove down. Uh, that was the first time I had seen her in years and then drove up for her birthday. Um, and randomly a couple years ago, she called me out of the blue after talking to her brother who was like talking about his anxiety or whatever and it triggered a memory in her to when we had our issues and she called albeit like seven years later and apologized because it finally clicked to her like it wasn't necessarily about her but she made it like it was i had an issue with her and i was like no i'm uncomfortable with everything and i'm starting to have an issue with you because you're not understanding what i'm saying but also i'm young having these anxieties and I don't really know how to express why this wow. is uncomfortable. Wow. I love that. That's very mature. It was. Absolutely. Like, girl, it's good. We we made up then and we moved past. Like, I did have one friend growing up who, the more I even think about him, because I was trying to think of this question earlier on, I hadn't thought about him in so long. Um, and he, we were friends in element, pre-K slash elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd go over to his house all the time. We'd but we were both obsessed with Thomas the Tank Engine, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know why, but all of a sudden, he, like, maybe this was when I was in age eight or nine, mm-hmm. he, like, stopped answering all my calls. Like, he wouldn't talk to me, this and that. I'd always call over to his house to be like, hey, do you, like, you want to go, like, can I come over for a play date or whatever? And I would always go to, like, voicemail and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I would... I, Did he die? He died. He died. Just kidding. No. <laughs> no. Well, so he we played basketball together, and we were on like the same team. But then he switched schools, so he uh-huh. um, and this was uh-huh. a while ago. He like moved. He moved to a different area or whatever. So 
whatever, whatever the case. We had one basketball game together, uh, but we were on opposing teams. I didn't know because it was an away game. So I was like, okay, we're going to go to this, this this school, whatever. Oh, Sounds like interesting. And then so we played basketball, and I literally, I look over, and I see him on the opposing team. And I was like, oh, hey, Dylan. Like, hey. Oh, his name's Dylan, by the way. Hey, Dylan. Hey, like, how's it going? This and that. He looked away, first of all. And then, like, whatever. I didn't really think too much of it. And we were playing basketball and like all of a sudden out of the blue, he like looks over in my direction. He's like talking to his team. He's like, oh, hey, don't worry, guys. I'll take care of this loser, blah, blah, blah. We're like years old, whatever. And all of a sudden I was just like, oh, okay, no. So he's dead ass about this. Whole, I mean, whatever, at nine, I didn't say dead ass, but I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So he really doesn't like me. So yeah, he said, no, oh, I'll take care of this loser. And I, sm- I sure smoked his ass. I, I, <laughs> you know, I smoked his ass like a good fake out and I got a three-pointer. Our team won, by the way. Yes. But I was just oh. like, I was just yeah, like, yay, oh. sport. <laughs> I've, never, I've never like had a fr- my point in saying that is like, I just, I didn't know the reason. Like I didn't know what the reason was for his malicious intent or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Cause I was just like, what? Cause we were not too long ago, maybe about a year ago, we were like the best friends and calling each other all the time, going over to each other's house. So I don't know what that was, but clearly it was for a reason. Yeah. And the more I think about him now, the more I think about his family, they were definitely Republican. So oh. no skin mm. off my nose. Bad, Dylan. I right. know you're not listening to this, but if you are, um, he, he you is, can he <laughs> yeah, and welcome, be. Dylan. Just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> nah, he could. He, I mean, and I don't mean this consciously, but he could live forever or die tomorrow. Anybody who decides to leave oh. is more than welcome. And I, I don't. Again, I don't yeah. mean that maliciously. It's just you know, neither here nor there. Doesn't bother me. How about you, Juan? You got any? Well, you got any yeah, actually, um, I, recently, this is very recently. I, this year, actually, I had oh, to no. let go of somebody. Um, or remove somebody from my life that I actually uh, befriended two years ago, just right before COVID hit. So mm-hmm. um, he moved here from somewhere from out of state. Um, you know, we actually met on Facebook. Like we were Facebook friends. Uh, you, you, know, you guys know, like I post a bunch of shit. Like I should post yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. And through that, and like I sort of like became a fan of what they would post as far as like a lot of. Um, like activism on there, um, just things that like made me think, oh, this person cares, is more than surface level, cares about a lot of the things I'm passionate about or mm-hmm. things that like issues that I am a very, I don't want to say well-versed on, but like I'm well-read on and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm aware in that I am actively trying to sort of um, use my platform to, to uplift and things like that. Um, so I found that so we had a lot in common. He's also uh, an, an artist as well. So when we did meet up finally, when he moved here, it was good for a while. Um, mm-hmm. I did notice, though, that at times there are a lot of microaggressive comments mm-hmm. that he would make, um, which mm-hmm. didn't add up to what he would say on, on his online persona. Because how can you for example, say Black Lives Matter and then you have it on your car, like spray painted as a white person, by the way, which is very performative. Right. Um, but then turn around and, uh, okay, so basically what happened was that he posted a video of somebody fight, like two black people fighting outside mm-hmm. of 
a club, which he filmed by he filmed by the way. It mm. wasn't like mm. this was found somewhere else or he thought it was interesting. He went ahead and filmed this fight oh. and utilized his platform to be like, oh look at what what's happening here. Before anybody even um, saw it or commented on it because I noticed that it was just posted. I reached out to him um, and I messaged him privately and I said, hey, listen, like, I know you probably don't mean anything by it, but just like, just a thought. It's like, I don't understand why you need to post that because, because there is already a negative, um, and I'm not speaking for Black people, obviously, but I'm, you know, I'm speaking up for because there's obviously already a stereotype that, you know, Black men are aggressive and things like that. So why, after saying all these things about BLM, Stop Asian Hate, and all mm -hmm. that, why would you then use your the same platform that you have mm -hmm. to highlight that? Right. Basically, what I got from him was very, I don't see color. We go. Oh, uh, and okay. Well, see, there you go. Now you just proved to me yep. that all of the things that you've been saying all this time is just for clout. You're not really care about these things because if you had known, like it's like you would have already known and listened to people telling you that this is not, you know, acceptable. Like that. You have to see colors, you know. I mean, obviously, that's another topic for for the day. So all of these red flags that that have popped up while we were friends, because he would he would just do a lot of things. Like he would say, "Oh, like you know, these Middle Eastern drivers are just like show show. They just show up. It's like okay, first what? of all, what does that mean? What does that even mean? What does that mean? Okay, and then like there's just a bunch of like. I don't know. He was also very young, and I don't do people who are not emotionally, um, emotionally De like developed. He also would keep sending me like things, like the race, like things that are racist that are happening in the media, like around when the whole stop Asian hate thing was happening. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you say? Like, I already I experienced this on a daily basis. There's no yeah. need for you to tag me on shit. Oh, I see. Like, I see are you trying, like, are you trying to get me to feel a certain way that like it's basically right. showing. Look how not racist I am because I because I am I'm, I'm aware that like these things are happening, but mm -hmm. I want you to know that I know. That's right. what it looks like to me, right? It doesn't look like you're really doing anything to to highlight you know organizations that might help those people. You're not really doing anything to to you know highlight legislation or like politicians that mm -hmm. might make a difference. You're not highlighting any policies. You're just really telling me that these exist, which I already know because I experience it every single day, right? Yeah. So those Fake things, look. yeah, it's very that. And I, I, I just didn't have time for that. And I don't like the energy that I feel like I constantly had to um, like uh, teach him or like educate him because at the end of the day, like, you know, I, I'm sure he means well, but like I'm just not in the headspace to be friends with somebody like that. It's exhausting. It's yeah. exhausting. 
Hey guys, this podcast is brought to you by Anchor, the fastest and easiest way to make a podcast. It's a free online service that is straightforward and efficient for recording podcasts you make either on your own or with a group of friends. The wide variety of creation tools allow you to record, edit, and play back your podcast from your phone or computer. From the same platform, you can upload the podcast directly to streaming services such as Spotify, Apple Music, and other listening forums. You also have the ability to monetize your podcast with minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The Another interesting topic is sort of, so everybody that's on this podcast is a person of color. And I, something that just came up while we were all this, or discussing and forming this topic was how the dynamic of people of color in certain friendships and other friendship circles. So I just, out of curiosity, like, do you particularly have any interracial friendships or like friendships of people with, you know, of different races and all that stuff? And if so, what is the dynamic there with you? Um, So the young lady that I was just speaking about, she's Mexican. But aside from that, to me, it's it's not Mm. as crucial a difference Mm. as it is when white friends right right (laughs) that's that's where the really stem from i feel like being a person of color and a you know interracial friendship where you're both people of color you can kind of find common ground and you share things a lot easier when you're with someone who is white sometimes there can be a bit of a resistance or on, on both on both sides and some getting used to because you are not used to the same things. You sometimes watch different things on television, grew up watching, listening, seeing the world differently, and you just kind of have to go from there. Um, I don't really have anything like negative to say about like interracial friendships, um, but just the learning curve you have to give each other because um, mm. you can make references that they won't get and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah, they will always be taken aback that you don't care for friends that much. Mm. The show friends, not actual friends, but the show. show Except except Ashley, that's her bread and butter. I mean, so that that is a plus. If you mention something else like living single, they're gonna be lost or Martin, you know, they'll be like kids, you know, stuff like that. Like just just some things that you bond with people over. Um, Mm. Music, you can be like, oh, I love. That group listen to Mary J. Blige, and they'd be like, mm. I know two Mary J. Blige songs, or yeah, famously, uh, not famous, Jackson. I feel like that's a oh, big yeah. tie between the gays, the black gays, and the white gays, right? Like the black gays, you know, they recognize Madonna, and you know, mm-hmm. they, we they just stand her. Janet a little bit more, they, they hold Janet high. Um, mm-hmm. and on the opposite side is I know one Janet song, maybe two, Madonna is better. Like right. only saying that because that's how it was presented to you. Exactly. Whereas you know, black people, Janet Jackson grew up in front of people's eyes, so she's mm-hmm. always been there. Right. Exactly. And that's just kind of like you know the base of the friendship, just getting those those blocks. So if I ever find a, you know a white person, a white friend who understands a lot of people of color talk about, go through, we're already further along that we don't have to teach each other. Right. And mm. that you can get closer to being the friends that you should be. And that's mostly what friendship is about. 
understanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mutual understanding and with as minimal effort as possible. Like usually the best friends are people who just sort of get it. Like we, you yeah. just sort of get each other. And with interracial, particularly white people and everybody else, like friendships between white <laughs> people and everybody else, it's very, it's very different. Like there's, there's much, like you said earlier, there's much, there's a little element of teaching that has to be done on, well, more one-sided than another, but teaching and understanding on each sides to kind of actually, if you want to have that friendship blossom and grow, there will be elements of just not really getting it or not really understanding and then working past that. Um, and if you're willing to do that work, then great. Absolutely. Uh, and then just in general with friendships, when there are differences, you know, some things are people have a, a knowledge that someone else doesn't until it comes up. Right. Some of those things. Mm -hmm. No shade. Um, my, my, and then just other things to learn. My boyfriend just recently found out that, um, you know, Brandy and Ray J were siblings. So okay. it's stuff like that. It's stuff like that. Yeah. Like, you, when you don't think about it, mm -hmm. somebody else, they, this is news to them and they have to think about it. You know what's funny? I just, I didn't point this out earlier. Um, the person that I was friends with originally, Dylan, he was white. I love how all of our ex-friendships were all white. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I, I just really don't think that, like, I, I don't mean to generalize again, but as a whole, like, I just don't think white people understand, no matter what good their intentions are, they'll never mm -hmm. understand right. what it's like for our struggles, or yeah. or even me as a person, as a brown person, I don't know what, what the struggles are of being black, that's mm -hmm. something completely different, right? right? So it's like, but at least we share something as far yeah. as, like, we are all under the heel of like white supremacy and they've never had to feel that. So right, right. it's sort of that thing where they think that they are doing enough, but it's really, there's a lot of like microaggressions that happen, you know, within our mm -hmm. friendships. So that. Right. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Even within friendships, like interracial friendships, like even if you don't, <clears throat> even if they mean well, or even if what they say or what they're doing of quote unquote being woke means well, it still doesn't, it might not translate the same it depending on what your audience is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they need to be okay with that, that sometimes we don't want to receive that, yeah. right? Because that part, they yep. Exactly. They can't just be like, well, how come I'm trying to help you? I'm trying to, no, like if I say that, like, I'm not mm -hmm. here for it, mm -hmm. you just have to accept that and do better next time. You can't mm -hmm. just force. That's <laughs> yeah. all. That's literally it. <laughs> You can't yeah. you can't be mad if I'm not like featuring you, you know what right. I'm saying? Because that's on me. Yeah, you know what right. I'm saying. If I don't want to watch a nine the nine minute video of somebody choking out George exactly. Floyd, I don't. I don't. You know what I mean? I like you have to be yeah. I, you have to be hyper aware to stuff like that, especially if you consider me a friend. Like right. that's not exactly. something a friend would do. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, having said that, we sort of like touched upon um. You know, you JE mentioned um, interracial, you know, relationships. So, kind of, I want to segue into what is your experience with interracial, like romantic relationships, and how have you navigated that? Well, I know you're. We're both in one right now. No. I sure. <laughs> It's me and Andre. We both, right. we both bagged white men. Wait, hold on. Am I not dating a white person? 
Oh, and and to you. <laughs> not oh. <laughs> I was not aware. Did we break up? <laughs> no. So um, yeah, um, it's it's interesting, right? Because interracial relationships, I guess, they go hand in hand with interracial friendships. It's the same type of Correct. notion. Like, it, yeah. I guess it's just you feel it a little bit more the moments where, I I don't want to say you have to teach, but in a sense, yeah, like. If you, depending on where you're from or where you live, different people understand different things and understand them differently. So like, for instance, I'm currently dating um, of five years, Patrick, mm -hmm. shout out to you. Um, so we've been together for five years and it's, there's always ebbs and flows in terms of our mutual energy. We talk about it all the time. Mm -hmm. um, well, not all the time, but we, we should talk about it more. Um, just the ebbs and flows and like the understandings between one another, like feeling like, um, especially when you go over to, like when I go over to his house or he comes over to my house, um, I end up feeling like I'm the only black person in the room. And then when he comes over to my house, he feels like he's the only white person in the room because he is and because, you know, um, and um it's just you didn't tell him about that that one girl you have under your bed. <laughs> <laughs> not, not yet. He hasn't looked. Um, not yet. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Wait, his name is not Dylan. That's your ex friend. Yes, oh, that's my God. ex friend. But yeah, no, it's it's just interesting when you don't think about that type of stuff. Like for me, for instance, it's not. Listen, it's not that I don't see race. But race isn't my criteria when I go into dating somebody. Mm -hmm. So I think about who you are as a person, how nice you are, how receptive you are to certain things, how willing you are to kind of work, yeah, go through life together. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so certain, uh, of course, with, you know, me being black and him being white, there obviously are differences that we have to work through and come yeah. to mutual understandings about, especially about the, the plight that I go through. Yeah um stuff that he might not fully grasp so it's it's a similar to just being a friend of somebody you're just a little bit more romantic but i guess internally there's a little bit more of a pressure to make that understanding more solidified i guess because like if i'm actually going to build a life with this person i need to make sure that we actually have core values that align um yeah and so, you know, on the subject of race and things like that, that is, that's never like pulling teeth, thankfully. Um, and it never should be. But, you know, you have to be willing. It, it depends on if whether or not you're willing and open to having that be, you know, a conversation. Or if you really just don't, if you want to break it off and be like, you know what, I don't want to go through all these teaching moments. Like, it's just too much mm -hmm. for me. Because it is, yeah. it can be to a lot for some people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's for me. For for I'm I just I'm a little bit more patient. So I have patience. I will I will say though there is you know interracial relationships. I forget what year it was that they were allowed within the United States, but they weren't. They were they taboo for a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess for me, I I got very lucky because you know my my partner is also is not is European um and he's we, we share the the idea that that we're both immigrants right and he's also uh English is his second language so I guess his lens while he is white is different from mm -hmm. from being an American you know white person yep right so like mm -hmm. he's a lot more aware right because he knows the feeling of being othered 
Mm. You know? So there is that sort of like, and he understands to not like speak over certain mm-hmm. issues, certain issues that he, it might not be his place. Like there's a lot of things that we talk about, um, you know, when it's just me and him and he asks some questions about things, which I appreciate because you don't always get that with a partner. Sometimes you just get people that would love to like just talk over you and, and you know, basically sort of like, well, what about my feelings when it comes to this? I matter too, which I've had. Yeah. I've had that in the past, but uh, I'm very, 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 very thankful and lucky that I don't have that issue when I'm able to sort of just like... Um, because like he understands where his place is with certain topics and certain conversations, so mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about him saying something microaggressive or like something that's like you know centric, like you know like pseudo woke. I, I don't need to worry about that because I feel like in some ways, like I said, we do share some some similarities being both immigrants. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's very good. That's very mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's you are that is very lucky. Very lucky. Given my boyfriend is white, I am black. So mm-hmm. that friendship thing also carries over into interracial relationships where you kinda have to A blend with each other, the differences, and then as you start meeting family members, that gets well, mm-hmm. so then you have to like um, either be the only white person in the room or the only minority in the room. And right. my boyfriend only realized that problem not the first time that he ever realized that at any given moment, I potentially am the only mm. uncomfortable. And not like a, oh my God, I shouldn't be here kind of thing, but it's like a, wow, like I'm going to speak to people because mm. there is a, I don't know what to talk about. Right, well, struggling to relate. Like, yeah, that right there. Like, it's, it's a, I'm friends with all these people. They are all talking about things they don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. And like, I've been on the same, on the same side of that. But so you already have a leg of that type of interracial relationship or friendship. But when it's something like mm-hmm. you know, a black person with a Korean friend or a Korean boyfriend or girlfriend. That's more so like a, a learning for both of you. So it's like an exciting. Right. It's not like a tip mm-hmm. of that sometimes. But mm-hmm. I feel like <laughs> <the white laughs> we learn about other people. Yeah, not not generally. Especially from like, I don't know, historic hi- history and stuff like that. Like there's there's not that much <clears throat> worldly research done or anything like that on the Caucasian side. So in, in terms of friendships and relationships, it just makes it a little bit more like, like we were talking about just a learning curve. Um, but being okay. So for you being in an, an interracial relationship, I don't want to ask like, how is that? But like, how, how do you maintain the relationship with the differences? Say, between I don't the two? Ask how do you do that? <laughs> how do you? Uh, just like any relationship, really, like I said, even mm-hmm. with like, just you have to maintain and recognize things. Like I recognize when I am not um, mm-hmm. in my relationship, um, and it's brought upon being different ethnic, cultural, racial background. You kind of take that as it is, or you are you no know, head first about it. Like you, 
sharing your blackness or your whiteness or whatever and are excited to share your life and your things with them understand who you are as a person because i'm not like mm -hmm. most i'm gonna say i'm not like most black people but i'm not a mon black people are not a monolith we have varieties amongst us that's real as you know already so, so i'm already <laughs> again well further ahead into like meeting him where he is and then mm. every now and then he has to like you know meet me in places and you know watch movies and tv shows that he would not have ever thought he would watch um mm. so he understands what i like what i like do what i do um cooking is a is a struggle though you know i feel um. like you know, <laughs> not Sad. the age-old trope that like there's no seasoning because he some of the cuisine that i have okay. grown up eating um he has not so there's been times where like he has um eaten oxtails loves it hmm. oh so then <laughs> he doesn't like pork chops like fried pork chops growing up are my shit. but he and he mm. but that's also i feel like just him in general he's a little picky so mm. that's one of the things you just gotta have to learn and grow common ground when yeah. i make a man he did not care for reality tv whatsoever and that is my bread and butter if you do not know <laughs> challenge today i'm excited about the real world homecoming season two for housewives now he is sitting there right with me watching all of that so he's gonna find common ground <laughs> and go from there all right or maybe or like present things and you know right if, right. if it's hey, something that's interesting you end up finding that common ground by introducing new things and new ideas yeah. to each other as you would with any other relationship um it was a screenshot on reddit posted about this white girl who has a black boyfriend who realized that you know they've been together seven months to a year i don't really know the details the mm -hmm. most important part is her black boyfriend you know acted a certain way around her and then when he would get around other black different what it really came down to was him code switching code switching yeah exactly so she had learned the term code switching but had uh, misapplied it so she um code switching with black people when in reality people oh. switched to communicate with her, her oh so she thought he was acting different from how she knew him like nobody you where you are at yeah he's not he's in his natural state right when he speaks around his own people yeah right Ooh, so i, I have realized that i do sometimes and every now and then he he see it he now has an understanding of what is happening um <laughs> but yeah that's just the thing you have to like realize that you can't say certain phrases or words because they won't understand unless they mm -hmm. heard before and you already talked down. Right. It it just won't translate the same. Right. Um, what about you, Ashley? I just sitting here realize that I've been dating a lot of clowns. Oh, <laughs> that's a whole nother race. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and all these clowns have been um, black or uh, other people of color. Okay. okay. And now I'm sitting here thinking about the people of color. Y'all, you have to be careful of like them. Uh, you don't want to be like a fetish. Mm. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to realize, I think the person that I dated in... Um, 
July? No, May. I'm sorry, May. Saw me as a fetish. Like, now I'm starting to think about it. Oh. That's, yeah, I'm like, because mm. I feel like if you're not Black and you only date Black people, I don't know. It's, it's a little it weird. Is, it's ab- it is absolutely a fetish. Like, you can't, yeah. even as a person of color, like, you can't exactly. just say, well, I can't I can't be that because I am a person of color. No, absolutely. Right, like, exactly. I think that, yeah. that's what was happening now that I'm thinking about it. Um, would I ever date a white person? It's possible. Zero out of ten would not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, I, don't, I mean, I don't really know. I, I, I don't know. But I'll just say this: for right now, I've only dated a uh, black person and people of color. Hmm. And with even though they're, a, you know, a person of color, our struggles are a lot different. Right, absolutely, true. yeah, true, like absolutely, yeah. true, and that's an interesting. You bring up an interesting topic as well, or an inner topic, I guess. Yeah. Um, not the stigmas surrounding interracial relationships in general, but yeah, I know that there is like, there's a lot, there's a, there are a lot of people who are very adamant about not dating interracially and like keeping things within mm-hmm. a particular race. And a lot of it is grounded in very real beliefs. And it's it's yeah. very, very true that like it's much easier to annex and date people that you do share a lot of similarities with from a physical standpoint. And that old that age old sign of um, all skin folk ain't really always kin folk or whatever. I messed it up the last time that I said it. But um that too. But, but you really have to like understand that, you know. D- just because you are the same race as somebody doesn't mean that you'll always get along with with them about certain mm-hmm. things. But it's important to realize too that like, you know, I, I don't want to bring up too much topics of like preference and stuff like that mm-hmm. because that's a whole other subject and all yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, the I, I was thinking about this the other day. Like dating interracially does come at the cost of you both not necessarily always agreeing all the time about what your worldly values are. Just because I know that like from from the black community, of course, like yeah. a lot of people, a lot of black people that um, I don't know personally. Well, actually, no, I do know a couple of people personally who do frown on, you know, never wanting to date a white person, which is completely valid. And I understand. Like, I understand yeah. the reasoning why. So, yeah, it's there's there is that pushback there as well. It's 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 stuff that you have to be conscious, cosh, conscience, conscious, cosh, conscious, con- conscious, cosh. No, it was con- no. Con- no, it's conscious, conscious, cognizant, cognizant. Oh, like, there, there oh, it is. Guys, I, I, <laughs> it is ten. It is ten thirty p.m. when we're filming exactly. this. I am tired. Um, you have to be cognizant of like, people's people's world values oh, and what they value, even if it is from a racial standpoint or a non-racial standpoint. Whatever, whatever, yeah. or even you know, relationship, friendships, whatever. Everything has to align. So if it doesn't align, it's not for you. Right. Or, or it might yeah. not be for you. Alrighty. So we're gonna jump back in. Um, yeah, so Juan, Juan had to dip a little bit earlier. He had to catch his bus. Mm-hmm. It's just me and Ashley. We're, we're just going to get into the Zodiac stuff like we normally do. Um, Andre has sent over what to watch for each of us. So mm-hmm. I'll start by reading what to watch for Cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it says November 15th. Uh, yeah, November 15th to the 21st. 
All right. Uh, so cancers are going to be close with their family, especially their mothers. Yep. Flower, flowers in the Attic, streaming on Lifetime, is based on a series of teenage novels and depicts a highly dysfunctional family. Oh, um, the mother turns to her family after her husband passes away. The children are forced to live in the attic while the mother finds a new suitor to marry. Throughout their stay in the attic, they learn all the secrets of their family and themselves, which brings the true meaning or true nature to light, as well as intimate findings about themselves as people. Not quite sure how that has to do or what that has to do with cancer, but... And also, mm. in the novel, there was like an incestuous sibling thing. So I'm kind of like, um, I don't, right, I don't understand. I don't, I don't get uh, that. So, um, uh, so is that a no? Is it a no from yeah. you, dog? It's, it's a, <laughs> yes, it's a no. It's a no from you, dog. All right, all right. Okay. Well, let me read you the bonus pick. Um, right. Also streaming on Lifetime. Petals in the Wind is the sequel to Flowers in the Attic. Okay. So, okay. so, so, they, so they, the they're just not listening, huh? They're really trying it with this one. Um, right. Well, not with this one, but let's see. Um, let's read on. And it tells the tale of uh, of the mother's cruel intentions to destroy her family. Okay. So I don't but how, all these. Okay. <laughs> but cancer, but, but we love family. Why would they even suggest this? That's why I don't know. It's the reason why, oh so the, it says at the end the reason why cancer will, will relate to this film is because they know all too well the costs that family matters can have on their lives but in this way i don't <laughs> I yeah don't right I, I don't get that okay. like i know that cancer is a very family oriented like person for, for real from, from what this, i understand yeah this would be very terrible to watch this is like the opposite yeah <laughs> it's like the opposite of that okay well, well moving on to well gemini. we'll move on maybe they'll get it right next week but let's see gemini let's see what do we got for me oh uh, okay they're really trying to push this whole lie narrative and i just i needed to yeah. <laughs> it in, it said in house of lies now on hulu marty khan leads a team of three all-stars who help million dollar businesses become bigger and better with their advice this energetically charged TV show will illuminate, actually, I think I've seen some of this, will illuminate your quick silver wit and ability to hustle hard in order to attain your professional goals. You'll learn a lot about smooth talking your way into deals, which is your specialty, and making money from slick talking. You'll relate to Mar Marty and the gang's antics throughout their professional journey. It will even help them evolve your spunky spirit professionally. So, maybe. I. Yeah, I have seen, I don't think I've seen a full episode of this, but it sounds very familiar. I'll, I'll check it out. I don't, I don't know. I, I do, I do like the idea of making money from slick talking. So we'll yes. see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll check it out. Why not? Um, <clears throat> and then the bonus pick is Succession. Season three, now on HBO Max, also discusses professional dynamics, unlike House of Lies, the main characters and central plot focuses on family relationships. The two shows are similar because they talk and struggle with the boundaries of work and family relationships. Mm -hmm. Also, they discuss the duplicitous acts used by people to attain greatness. Basically, they use their suave communication skills to win at life. Very Gemini, which is very Gemini. Gemini are quite sweet talkers, so we can yeah. talk ourselves in and out of most situations exactly. so i guess I, I've, yep i've heard about that show it got like like emmys i think like it's a really good show apparently Real, really yeah yeah oh 
Wow. You might want to check that out. I might. It actually, it actually does sound pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, and I mean, okay, that you just said that it has Emmy, so yeah, that, that's enough for me to try and at least exactly. check it out. Um, well, okay, that that wasn't bad for me. Um, I'm sorry about yours. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. They're they kind of they kind of missed. They yeah. they missed with that one. I think they missed with everyone else too, because Andre sent me over Leo and Libra, and I. They don't strike me as things that either of them would watch, but you know, you'll watch. They yeah. they gave one hard to love, um, which I've never seen, but eh, hard to love. Uh, it's just like a it's a lovey dovey romantic comedy movie. I would it's like not, that. That that's a cancer thing. That's that's you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. They, maybe they switched things up. Maybe. Um, and then he, they also gave him love. Actually, I think I did see that. That's the holiday one, I think. I did yeah. see that. That was actually yeah. really good. It was a <laughs> actually, good movie. Actually. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. They get. Okay. So whatever. They give him the good ones. Right. Um, <laughs> All right. That does it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening. Your continued support means the world to us. Please, 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 please follow us on Instagram. Our handle is the spread podcast. That is T-H-E-E spread podcast. Uh, hit us up. We would love to hear from you. All right, guys, um, until next time, have a wonderful night.